when nurses decide that they want to go the route of travel nursing or they need some information about nursing in general, they'll be able to get a different perspective from someone who's not afraid of putting an example like, look, this is what a contract looks like, people, and this is what taxable versus non-taxable income means. You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. I'm your host, Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional. Let's spark some flames, y'all. Have you started on your journey towards financial independence or want to do better with your money and don't know where to start? Well, this training is for you. I encourage you to head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live to sign up for our next free masterclass where I'll teach you the techniques I've used and taught my clients to master money and build wealth. During this free training, you'll learn the most powerful weapon you have at your disposal to launch into financial freedom, the budgeting method that will free up thousands of dollars a month to achieve your financial goals, the common mistakes to avoid while paying off debt, and how to rapidly slay debt. You don't want to miss this. So head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live or click the button in the show notes to register for our next free masterclass. Welcome to episode 43 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, thank you and cheers to igniting your fire. I would be eternally grateful if you took a moment to subscribe, leave a review, and share with other nurses that you know could benefit. Make sure to head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash win to find out how to be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card just for leaving a review. We're also on YouTube, so make sure to head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash YouTube and subscribe. So I know that there is a large portion of my listeners that either travel or are interested in traveling as a nurse. So I am thrilled to be able to introduce my next guest. Manushka Lafalise is of Haitian descent, born and raised in Southwest Florida. She is currently a travel nurse with experience managing adults in cardiac progressive care, med surge and med surge tele. The Vintage Travel Nurse blog is a space created by her with everyone in mind. You will find content that covers an array of topics that includes her nursing journey, how she uses her nursing income to work towards alleviating her debt and self-care as it relates specifically to the nurse slash healthcare practitioner. Episode 43 of the Nurses on Fire podcast, this nurse helps travel nurses leverage their income to get out of debt. Hey, Nurses on Fire, I have the honor of being joined by Manushka Lafalese, a vintage traveling nurse. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. And I wanted to have you on because I wanted to talk to you about your platform, Vintage Traveling Nurse, about your experience as a nurse and how you help other nurses to elevate their life and finances through traveling. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's jump into like just your nursing origin story. What inspired you to be a nurse? 
So funny story, um, my mother recommended nursing to me ever since I was a senior in high school, which I graduated high school in 2005. So that's 15 years ago. And in true teenage fashion, I didn't think she knew what she was talking about. And <laughs> I did not go that route 15 years ago, but life came around full circle back in 2013. I decided to go to nursing school. I had been working as a nutritionist at the health department and wanted to go into a field that was more hands-on that I felt like I could make more of an impact as far as like the being able to work directly with patients. And then I ended up going to nursing school, like she said. That's kind of where that started. My mother's a CNA. All of my aunts are CNAs. My brother, you know, is also in healthcare. So I've been around healthcare my entire life. That's so interesting. I think we all have that story of like somebody telling us early on to get into nursing. And we're just like, uh, why would we do that? Only to be like, why didn't I do it back then? I have a similar story about like the first week in college when I was touring the campus, highly recommended me look into the nursing program because I was pre-med. They were like, why, why don't you just look into nursing? And I thought that, you know, they were trying to insult me, but man, I wish I would have listened to her. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so within nursing, what are your specialty areas? So I primarily specialize in cardiac. So I started out my nursing career working on a cardiac progressive care unit floor, which is your unit right in between ICU and med surge. And I knew kind of like in nursing school that I wanted to work on a progressive care unit floor. And I'm so glad that I did. And I ended up just liking the cardiac area in nursing. I initially thought I was going to be an OBGYN nurse. And then when I was looking for a job and when I was researching, you always hear like, don't specialize too much in the beginning, which I don't know, the verdict is still out on there because I think you could still do really well if you specialize. But at that time, I thought I needed something more broad. And thankfully, I did end up liking cardiac. And then I did that for three years. And then afterwards, once I got into travel nursing, I did do primarily like telemetry floors. But as a travel nurse, you float anywhere that they need you to. So I've done everything between the med surge and progressive care specialties. I've done pretty much everything up until this point. So what got you into traveling? Why did you start wanting to travel as a nurse? So I like traveling. Back in 2018, I started feeling like I needed some type of a change in my environment, but I couldn't tell if I was done with nursing or if I just needed a change in my environment. I was kind of going back and forth, and, and I know that happens to a lot of nurses, especially if you're working very hard. Nursing is hard in general, and you know, regardless of what specialty you're working in, I think it can be stressful for most people, but I was working night shift, and I just started to feel that something needs to change. And so when I really thought about it and really did some soul searching, I was like, you know what, I think if I change my environment and I still feel this way, then maybe my career in nursing is at the end of its ropes already. But then immediately once I decided to travel, like that fire kind of reignited inside of me again. And I was like, oh, okay, I just needed to change my environment. So that's literally what kind of birthed this whole experience was that I just I knew I needed to go somewhere and I liked the idea of like not quitting nursing, but not fully being committed to any one city 
you know, I feel like you could pretty much do anything for three months. Yeah. And that's another interesting story is that that's actually what attracted me to nursing because I went into nursing after I had already had a master's degree, already was in healthcare administration, but then started to work with nurses and like, oh my God, like that's the lick. Like I, I want to do what they're doing. And just the freedom and autonomy that nurses had. And a lot of times I worked with people who were traveling even though they were staff at my hospital, they would be travelers at other hospitals and like they were making all this money and they could like work when they wanted to and, and didn't have to work. Then there was a lure of like international traveling. Like, oh, so you mean like they'll pay me to live in all these different places that I want to explore in the world and I don't have to do with, deal with this BS bureaucracy of, <laughs> you know, healthcare administration. And I was like, wow, that's the dream job. And it's crazy because that's exactly why I became a nurse is because I wanted to travel internationally and I have never traveled a day in my life. <laughs> but, but I definitely see the lore there. I just feel like it's a win-win for you being able to work and you being able to explore different areas domestically and internationally. But also there's a lot of opportunity for you to have more control over how much you're getting paid because, <laughs> because different areas, you know, pay differently, like California, for example. <laughs> so how has traveling impacted you financially? So what I really like about travel nursing, and you know, there's pros and cons to everything. So, but the pro has always outweighed the con is that Number one, you have a lot of autonomy over your schedule. So I really like the idea that I can negotiate my contracts as far as like requesting time off and I can work, you know, as much as I want to or as little as I want to. So that has affected my, my finances for sure. My biggest thing was always like try to increase pay as much as possible, but maintain your lower cost of living. So, you know, I made sure that even though my income has increased by becoming a travel nurse, just keeping those cost of living expenses low has really been able to help me to achieve some of my financial goals. So that has really helped just being able to go to an area where they pay twenty or $30,000 more within a year for their nursing, but then still maintaining that low cost of living as if I was living in Florida. So that's really, really been a big shift in my, in my income. Ah, that That is so great. And you brought up some really good points around negotiating, which a lot of nurses aren't used to doing. A lot of nurses are used to being like, oh, okay, like this is your pay range and that's what it is. And you kind of just go up and then, you know, get raises as cost of living increases. But a lot of nurses didn't know that they can negotiate. Then I experienced this too recently that, you know, I got offered this position. And I was like, oh, nobody's ever really said anything, but I can see what I can do. And of course, like the pay range was much higher, but if you come in just with their offering, it's like you're starting behind always. Like you're always trying to catch up, like ask for more, no matter what, ask for more. They're not going to take the job back. And I think a lot of us are scared that they're going to, oh, she's asking us for money. So no, they went through a lot to hire you and get to the point where they're going to offer you something. Make sure that you ask for more because that's always going to determine your baseline pay. And the higher you can start, the more you can reach your financial goals. The other thing that is super impactful is you keeping your cost of living low. And that's the thing, like a lot of people see 
these salaries in California and they're just like, yep, I want to go there. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then they don't realize <laughs> that in order to find a place, it's going to be substantially higher, but you've been able to hack that. What are some ways that you've been able to control your cost? So what I do is I do have a budget and I have like a spreadsheet that helps me to track my expenses. So I always, every six months to a year, I always make sure that I call like all of my companies. I don't care if the price is okay. I'll still ask them like, okay, my bill has gone up $20 over the last year. What can we do to bring this back down? So that's helped me. The second thing that I did is like, you know, company housing versus stipend. When you're a travel nurse, if you can find a way to find your own housing, a lot of times you can kind of manipulate it to where you can save some of that money. So if you are okay with getting a roommate, I know some people's like, I left that behind in college. I don't want a roommate. But if you can suck it up and get a roommate and pay a fraction of the cost, like if your housing stipend is $2,000 and you're only paying five, six, seven, eight hundred $800 for rent, you get to save that extra thousand dollars for savings, traveling, you know, or paying down debt. So I think those two big things, making sure that I'm always like looking at my budget to see where I can cut costs and then getting a roommate has significantly helped me in pocketing some of that money. Yeah, those are all great tips. And listen, typically when you're working and you're out on an assignment, you're just working and sleeping. So I have <laughs> a rental space in my house and I love having nurses because number one, if they, when they're here, they're sleeping, they're not making any noise, they're not having people over, they're working and grinding it out because most of them are out here on a mission. And I like that you said it helped you achieve, you know, some of your financial goals. What are some things that you've been able to do financially because of you being able to keep your costs low, but increasing your income? So what's unique, I guess, to me is I still help out my family and I unapologetically do it. I know some people are like, you know, I'm going to take care of me. But that's not how like our family dynamic is. So I've been able to be more of a help to my family. And that has felt so good just to be able to not enable people, not that, but more so like, you know, I'm going to partner with you and we're going to work on this together. So just being able to be more of a giver, that's been very rewarding. And also just cutting down some of that consumer debt. That's been a big thing. So for me, like, this debt-free journey, I've been on this journey on and off for several years, but, and I've saved the same thousand dollars and I've paid off the same debt like 10 times over. So <laughs> just being able to like cross off some of those items, like, you know, actually do it. I, I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I've always had like a disconnect with money. Like I accrue this debt, like even with student loans in college, it's kind of like, I knew I was taking out student loans, but it didn't really affect me. Like for whatever reason, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to owe this money after college. I was like, this is what I need. I'm just going to take it and, you know, keep it moving. So it's really just opened up my eyes to being able to like have more of a positive relationship with money. So the biggest two things I've been able to do with my income since travel nursing is being more of a giver and getting rid of some of that consumer debt. So next month I'm actually going to pay off my car and, you know, I've never had a paid off car before and I'm 32 years old. So like, 
I'm really excited to be able to do that for the very first time where I can say like, I own my car and I bought it and paid for it cash myself. I love it. Congratulations on almost being car debt free. That's major. <laughs> I'm known as a debt slayer because of the $200,000 in student loans I slayed in two and a half years. I hated those loans and dealing with the loan servicers. I was head down and focused and wanted to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. Knocking out these loans and seeing a zero loan balance was one of the most liberating feelings I have ever felt. But recently I learned that by not optimizing my student loan payoff strategy, I lost money. I'm talking about big money, y'all. I could have saved $80,000 if I had a customized student loan plan by the team at Student Loan Planner. Please don't make the same mistake as me. If you have student loan debt, especially in the six figures, head over to studentloanplanner.com slash financially intentional to get your customized student loan plan today. Do you know how your retirement funds are invested? Do you know how much you're paying in fees? Chances are you're on the same boat as some of my coworkers. Some of them set up their retirement when they first got hired and never looked at it again. Some have let a computer select their investments and don't even know what they're invested in. Worst of all, some people have their retirement funds sitting in a savings account and they're not even invested in the market because they're afraid to lose money. That's hella scary, y'all. What's even scarier is that some of you listening don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. And guess what? This is super common. This has to change today. Let Bloom do the work for you. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash Bloom and get your free retirement account analysis. They'll check and see if your retirement account is optimized for you and they'll let you know if you're paying too much in fees. That's Bloom with three O's. Bloom can also manage your retirement account on an ongoing basis so you can take the stress out of retirement planning. If you choose to work with Bloom, their fees are incredibly low, less than your Netflix subscription. You have enough to worry about. Let Bloom handle your retirement account. The hardest thing you'll have to do when it comes to your retirement is remember that Bloom is spelled with three O's. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash bloom. Remember, spelled with three O's and get your retirement account squared away today. Thank you so much for bringing up the disconnect about money. And I think you put it beautifully because most people have that disconnect. And that's why most people are broke is because they don't really understand the value. They're not really focused on it. And there's a quote from this book, Quit Like a Millionaire, that I like. It's like, when you understand money, life is really easy. But when you don't understand it, or like you said, have that disconnect, life is really hard. And money is really just a tool to get you the things that you want in life. And oftentimes, the things that people want are associated around freedoms, right? And so once you understand that this money and the ability to make money and the ability to keep money 
is the difference between what I have to do versus what I get to do just changes the game. And so I like that you made that connection because obviously the disconnect was there because that's what how, that's how we get in this cycle. Like everybody knows how to pay down debt. It's not a secret. It's just like everybody knows how to lose weight. You just eat less, right? You just spend less and then, you know, you pay down the debt, right? But it's really that mindset shift where you go from being like, oh, this is a tool and this is how it's going to help me. And just staying on that path and knowing that now you can use it towards whatever you want to do. And I love that you're helping your family. And I think that that's, something that culturally is something that's probably a norm. Yeah. (laughs) It's a cultural norm, right? Yeah. So do you want to share with everybody like your cultural background? And I think it's interesting that a lot of your family is in healthcare and I don't think that that's a mistake, right? No, that is not. So my mother and father, they were both in on a beautiful island in Haiti and I was born in Southwest Florida. So my entire family, aunts, brother, cousins, majority of them are from Haiti. So I am of Haitian descent proudly. Like many people who migrate over to America, education is very important. This could be a pro and a con, but they put a lot of emphasis on like, if you're going to go to school, you have to be a, some type of a nurse, doctor, pharmacist, lawyer, maybe missing one or two, but that's it. Like that's all that exists. <laughs> That's it, you know, they want you to be in a secure field or they want you to have a secure job. And education has always been huge in my household. You know, I think that's why my mom suggested nursing from the very beginning, because she's like, even if you decide to do something else, become a nurse at 21, 22 years old, and you'll be making so much money and you'll get so much experience and you'll be able to finance whatever else that whatever other goals that you have, but I just couldn't think like her. I couldn't think that way. I wanted the American dream of living my life, being happy. And not to say that you can't be happy as a nurse, but like, I just had a very different way of approaching school. So my background of being Haitian and being like having parents that are not from this country has definitely influenced the way that we handle money and the way that we help each other out as a family. I think that's not unique to a lot of like first generation American cultures. It's like, you know, those kind of jobs represent stability. And that's why your parents came here because that's what they wanted for you. And so they're just, it's like drilled in like, yep, doctor. Yep. We know they make money. You nurse, okay. Yeah, engineer, like oh, lawyer. Yeah. We know that these people make money. And so it's not, <laughs> it's all for your good, but it is kind of like a limited, you know, thinking because there's so many different ways you can make money, but that security is really why you're here. And so thanks for sharing that because I bet you there's a lot of people of different cultures that are out there like, oh, my parents told me the same thing. <laughs> so now you started a platform called Vintage Traveling Nurse, right? So tell me how that started and what you seek to do on that platform. Sure. So I started my blog back in April of 2019. And the reason why I started is because as I started the traveling nursing part of my career, I have a cousin who's also a nurse and she suggested that maybe you should start documenting some of these things because 
although travel nursing is something that people have done for years, I still find that the information about it is a little scarce on the internet. When I go on YouTube or when I Google, there are some articles that you find online, but a lot of it lacked to me, from my experience, lacked some sort of transparency. How much do travel nurses really get paid? Okay, what does a contract really look like? And it was really hard for me to find that information. So I really wanted to create something where my uh, selling point would be transparency. So even though like I'm not necessarily like selling anything, but what I really wanted to emphasize was like, hey, this is really what's going on out here. This is really what a, a contract looks like. And this is really how much you get paid. And because, you know, I always thought people always made it seem like travel nurses were like rich. And so I was like, really? Like, <laughs> how much money are they really making? But no one really would say. And so my thing was I wanted to document my journey as a travel nurse and as a nurse in general and just kind of show people that, okay, this is what um, it is kind of solo traveling, navigating these different hospitals and working in an unfamiliar territory, you know, and how to adapt to, to through those environments without like losing your mind, you know. So it's a baby project. It's not very, hasn't been here for that long, but it started off as a blog and kind of like morphed into a podcast. And then, you know, it's kind of like taking shape as time is going along. But my goal is just to kind of document my journey as a nurse. Yeah, but it's so needed because I've been offered like travel positions and I always get so confused because I'm in California, right? They'll try to offer me the same positions at hospitals where I already work. And I'm like either per diem or benefited. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's less than what I make right now. Why would I? <laughs> but they're just like, but then you get this housing stipend and then that's tax free. And then I was like, yeah, that's just too confusing to me. I can see how a site like this and your transparency and you sharing your story can help so many people and is helping so many people. Where do you hope to take this platform and how do you think it will help people both financially and just in their nursing career in general? So the three like areas that I really focus on is nursing, my debt-free journey, and self-care. And I know self-care is like this buzzword that everyone loves to use. But it's so important, especially for our caregivers and our nurses and healthcare professionals. I don't think you can talk about it enough because I guess we'll stop talking about it once we make it a priority. <laughs> so what I hope to do is to just continue sharing content. Like I said, it's very new. So when I created the blog, I created the website, I create the content. So the content is not coming out as fast as I want it to. And that's because like, I'm the web developer, I'm the content creator and stuff. So with travel nursing and the extra income that I made with travel nursing, I'm going to redesign the website so that I can focus more on the content. So I hope to continue pushing it out so that when nurses decide that they want to go the route of travel nursing or they need some information about nursing in general, they'll be able to get a different perspective from someone who's not afraid of putting an example, like, look, this is what a contract looks like, people. And this is what taxable versus non-taxable income means. So I really hope to put more of that content out for people. And also for nurses, again, it's a secure job. But, you know, finances, I think, is so important to touch up on. 
So I'm just hoping by sharing my debt-free journey as I'm working as a registered nurse, that people will be inspired to kind of embark on their own journey as well. Yes, it's also also awesome. And can you just let everybody know where they can find you on the internet? <laughs> sure. So I am on Instagram as Vintage Traveling Nurse, and my website is vintagetravelingnurse.com. On Facebook, I'm Vintage Traveling Nurse, and I'm also on Twitter as well. It's a little different because the name was too long, but it's vintage underscore RN. So I am everywhere that you can find me on the web. So my blog is hosted on the website. And my podcast is the Vintage Traveling Nurse Podcast, which is basically just the audio version of what I discuss on my blog. Yes, I love it. So you guys, even if you're not traveling or not interested in traveling, I think understanding the benefits of traveling, but then also looking at your debt-free journey is just amazing and inspiring for nurses to, you know, want to undertake for themselves because we are living in, you know, some questionable times right now. And if there's no sense in the urgency in getting your finances together and debt freedom is a major component in that, then I don't know when there's a better time. So, you know, I know that people will find your resources useful, but your story is just amazing in itself. And so I want to thank you so much for sharing with my audience. And I know a lot of people will gain some insight and new perspective into, you know, just what's possible out there. And I just love that there's so much diversity and nursing and everybody comes from different backgrounds and has different experiences, yet we share this amazing career. And so I am so honored again to have you. And I thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I love your platform and I like how you've been able to morph the idea of nursing with the fire movement. And so I think that is so important because like you said, you know, with the times that we're living in now, if you don't get your finances together or at least you're in the process, it can become a lot more stressful than it needs to be. So thank you for having me. And I hope everyone, you know, finds value in everything that we talked about today. I know they will. And like I said earlier, I'll just repeat this quote. When you understand money, life is incredibly easy, but if you don't, it's hard. So thanks again. And if you guys don't take away anything from (laughs) this podcast episode, take that away. And, you know, I just hope everybody's staying safe out there and wishing everybody the best. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely had a giggle during the recording when we talked about the expectations of immigrant parents. This is something I've heard many of my first-gen friends talk about, and it's always interesting to see what career they ultimately chose. Manushka eventually did become a nurse and is using her expertise to help others. Lesson number one. I often tell people, if you're searching for something and having a hard time finding it, chances are you're not alone. If you're able to fill that void, that can lead to a profitable business. What I really wanted to emphasize was like, hey, this is really what's going on out here. This is really what a contract looks like. And this is really how much you get paid. And because, you know, I always thought people always made it seem like travel nurses were like rich. And so I was like, really? Like, (laughs) how much money are they really making? But no one really would say. Lesson number two. 
the key to financial success is growing the gap between your earnings and spending and using that gap to save, invest, and pay down debt. My biggest thing was always like try to increase pay as much as possible, but maintain your lower cost of living. So, you know, I made sure that even though my income has increased by becoming a travel nurse, just keeping those cost of living expenses low has really been able to help me to achieve some of my financial goals. Lesson number three. We typically spend the majority of our income on housing. If we can get those costs as low as possible, we are able to accelerate our money goals. If you can suck it up and get a roommate and pay a fraction of the cost, like if your housing stipend is $2,000 and you're only paying five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars for rent, you get to save that extra thousand dollars for savings, traveling, you know, or paying down debt. You've been listening to Nurses on Fire. If you want to learn more about me or my guests, check out our show notes page. If you found value, please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliates also listed in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show. You guys, tell all the nurses in your life to subscribe. (laughs) And if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at nasima at financiallyintentional.com. All right, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye.